The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned. Should we tell our people about our guest today? We have a we have a guest this morning. We do. Who's our guest? His name is Charlie. His name is Charlie. He's eight months old, mm-hmm. and he is a golden retriever Bernese Mountain Dog mix. Yes, which perfectly ties into the segment. Exactly. We're talking about pets. We're talking about pets. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I'm Jesse. And we're back from our break. Mm-hmm. We had a mid season break, kind of like what TV shows do, and everybody and everybody hates it. It wasn't and planned. So we're sorry <laughs> if you hated it too. But we're back, bringing you weekly episodes of habits of successful people. Yep. Um, and we're kind of diving deep this season mm-hmm. into some kind of nuanced things. So maybe not something you're like, oh, you know what? I always wanted to do this habit that this famous person did. Right. It's like, okay, what are these little pieces of my life? How can I utilize them to the best of my ability? Yes, exactly. And today we're going to talk about pets. Yeah. So if you hear that in the background, that scratching, that he's he's got himself a cone on. His cone of shame. Cone of shame mm-hmm. because he had a little surgery Yep. and he is the bane of my existence. I know, but you're going to see why he shouldn't be. But you love him. The kids love him. Yep. He, he is good for their unconditional love i get it you say that you don't like him but when you were down here playing doing emails for work and he came and put his head on your lap and you sat and petted him for like 10 minutes you're telling me that wasn't a nice moment i was just placating him oh is that what yep, it was? it's all mm-hmm. a placation for him yeah it's all about charlie <laughs> so i'm pretty sure most most people who have a, a pet that's not theirs say it's all about the pet that's right but you know what there's a lot of good in in your pet and in Charlie mm-hmm. and I'm guaranteeing most of you out there have pets most of you out there have bought covid puppies or kittens that's right so and it can be rough and distressing so we're going to go through the positives of it so you can say hey the positives outweigh the negatives and I can justify having this little bundle of joy in my life exactly so here we go history of pets this day in history true or false pets are a fairly new phenomenon uh, false. Big false. That's right. 10,000 B.C. or B.E. I don't know why they use both of them, but they do. <laughs> so an Israeli puppy was found buried with its master, like in his hand. And oh. it was a wolf puppy. Oh, yeah. So we started domesticating Asian wolves about 12,000 years ago. What, what is there? Because I've heard lots of different versions of that. Is the function where they would... Hang out with us and be companions, but that also help us hunt and such. I yeah, I think so. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure they started encroaching on our farms or our um, encampments, mm-hmm. and then we would give them food, and they'd come back for food. And as we became the food supplier, mm-hmm. they became a little more docile. They did a nice study with foxes, mm-hmm. and they only bred the docile and human. Uh, the, the foxes that are okay with humans, mm-hmm. the human curious foxes. Right. And as they bred them down the line, it took like 10 or 12 generations, but their fox pointy ears started to droop and look like dog ears. Aww. And 
and it didn't matter how they were raised. So there's a lot. And there wasn't, they weren't interbred in with nature. any other nope, animal. Not, it was just foxes. Just right? foxes, yeah. But they got all floppy-eared. Yeah, they got cute little fox puppies. Oh, it is so, cute. Uh, 7,500 BC, mm-hmm. Asian wild cat buried with a person in Crete. Crete's an island off of Italy-ish. Uh-huh. Um, so they found an Asian wild cat buried with someone. So the only reason what? you get buried with an animal is if it was your pet. Right? So that's the assumption. It wasn't like, hey, I killed this cat. Bury me with it. Right. It was like, hey, this is this is my buddy. Right. Right? 3000 Aww. BC, Egyptian cats hunt mice. So Egyptians, the reason why they, they treasured cats and uh-huh. worshipped cats so much is they were the first to store grain inside. Oh. So when you store grain inside, you, you get, get mice. mice. Yeah. You need a cat so the mice don't ruin your grain storage. That's oh. why they were so so important to the Egyptian culture. Well, and what's interesting is that, so you you get this little fluffy animal that's killing all of these mice and then you get sustained grain storage. I bet that was a bit, no wonder they were like put in gold and silver. Oh yeah, and they they were mummified. Like they were, they were a big part of Egyptian society. Mm -hmm. They found graves with thousands of cats uh, mummified in them. Oh wow. It's interesting. You should, it's worth a Google. All right. uh, 500 (laughs) to 1500 A.D., okay. uh, Middle Ages. We always see it from Egyptian times to Middle Ages. It's like nothing happened in between those two things. <laughs> a lot happened, people. A lot happened. History. But and this is what we do with history. Um, uncommon except for the wealthy. So now pets, pets became a status symbol. Oh. You didn't have a pet because you didn't have much to eat. So if you got yourself a dog, you probably ate that dog. No, don't that's, say that. I'm sorry, not... folks out there. That's what they used to do. There's the cone of shame in the background. <laughs> so we would have eaten that guy for, would, our, for our meal. He would not be tasty. Um, and pets were, um, pets. the name pets came from petty for small. So oh. they were a smaller version of an animal. So was that, oh, then the, like the a wild word, animal. The word pets comes from petty or small. So if, it, if they were a status symbol, would you want a little pet then? Like, would you get a big dog, like a farm dog, versus a no? I think it was the same chihuahua. thing back in like the Victorian era. You like had a little little puppy in your and hand, carry like it the around. purse dog. People love purse dogs. They do love purse dogs. Yep. Yeah. Um, Zhu Yangzhang uh, yeah. invented goldfish tubes, so he was kind what? of like the first one to to start the the kind of fish in a in a pet environment. And this in like was a in, tank? in China. Yeah, tubes. He had these these glass tubes, and he'd fill them with water, and he put goldfish in them. What? That's very cool. How do I get a goldfish tube? I, I, I don't know. We can't keep goldfish alive in our house, so <laughs> we'll go hide. We need tubes. Uh, 1493, Columbus brings back parrots oh, to, yes. to Spain, parrots right? Oh, yes. Parrots were a big deal, yeah. Yep. Uh, 1567, Mary Stewart, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. She had an entourage, an entourage of <laughs> tiny dogs dressed in blue velvet suits. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yes, she did. And it was so bad <laughs> That this is this is might be hyperbole, but one fell out of her dress during her beheading. Mary Queen of Scots got beheaded, and they what? said during her beheading, one of her dogs fell out of her dress. Dressed in a little suit. She was awesome. I she would have been amazing. Yes. Amazing. 1850. British chemist Robert Warrington plants um, in water create oxygen. Okay. Yes. So he found out that if you put a plant in water, yeah, it creates oxygen. Right. And you can keep fish alive. So oh. what does he do? Makes an aquarium, first aquarium, the London Zoo in 1850-ish. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So we have we went from like goldfish tubes right. to the first kind of live plant. Live plant aquarium. aquarium. Yep. Very cool. 1931, um, first seeing eye dogs. They were three German shepherds. What year was that? 
1931. Oh. Yep. Three German Shepherds, first thing night dogs, and uh, 1957, first dog into space, Leica. What? The dog with the astronaut hood, the oh. little bubble. That was the first dog in space. I'm, I'm going to ask I think this. it was USSR. But yeah, I'm going to ask this. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to know the answer, so I okay. need you to sugarcoat it. Okay. Well, what's he up to now? Oh, so he started a colony. Okay. So that's why you like, what's on the dark side of the moon? Leica's on the dark side of the moon. Okay. He, We send him like food and a girlfriend and like, <laughs> they're fine. They're, they, he's he like, a, he's like, I got like a million acres over here on the dark side of the moon. He's got little puppies going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, everything, Perfect. Thank everything's you. just fine. Thank they you. They sent him to a big farm where he can run <laughs> free. That's what they did to him. Well, that's what he did. That's great. Yeah. I love to hear that he's doing well. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a recapsule for him. Oh, stop. But I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'll look it up. And you look it up too, our faithful listeners. Yeah. And we'll 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 start a petition. Or you could just take my version and be like, yeah, he has a colony on the dark side of the moon. Perfect. Yeah. What you don't know doesn't, doesn't make any sadder. <laughs> um, all right. So that's what we got for the history of pets. Yep. I thought it was pretty interesting. That's very cool. I found my new favorite monarchal figure of Mary Queen of Scots. She's incredible. We should just look her know, up. We should do a whole episode just on her. Here's the thing. Girlfriend had the, what they called an entourage. So I can't even imagine how many puppies that is. And then second, she commissioned people to make little outfits for them. Little blue velvet this, suits. This is before Walmart and PetSmart and all these places where you could just waltz in and be like, oh, I accidentally bought this outfit for my dog and now they wear it. So every, every, time, like, you, every time you get an outfit for your animal, your pet, just know you're channeling Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. And she was crazy. Was she just cr- so you know. She got beheaded and then a puppy fell out of her dress. I know. I know. It's awesome. Okay. All right. So that's what we got for, <laughs> for pets. But we're going to go get back into the science of pets. Mm-hmm. What they do for our brains and our, I'm guessing, our chemical responses in our body. Yes. So let's get into that. And then let's action plan mm-hmm. on how to avoid just hating your pet and giving him away. <laughs> yes. Because I love him. You do. And I'm going to push through just like hopefully some of my listeners, some of our listeners here can feel my pain and they don't send me hate mail that I'm an anti-pegger and we'll be okay. I'm going to hit you with some facts so that you can calm your brain about it. I love facts. They're the same as my opinions. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> um, okay, so 74 of peop- 74% of people say that their pet has helped their mental health within the lifespan of the pet. Okay. So this wasn't specific to dogs, cats, fish, lizards, all those things. It was that I had a pet, whatever that lifespan was, it was more beneficial to me. Now, what's, what I find significant is I thought that would be higher because that means um, only three in four people were happy that they got their pet. That means that, that one in four were The not, story of our life. Yeah, you know, was not okay with their pet. But it does demonstrate that pets help our mental health. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Overwhelming majority. Over yes, and and the big factors that play into it first, it lowers our cortisol level in general, and I I thought you ch- kind of chuckle at that because he raises your cortisol, he raises, and maybe that's where you get the balance. He yeah. raises my cortisol, and for everybody who hasn't listened to our previous episodes, mm-hmm. cortisol. What is cortisol? It's a stress hormone. It's a stress hormone. Yep. It inflames our brain when it's in our body chronically. Yes. We need it. We want it. 
for short periods of time. Yes. And then we want it to go away. Yes. But we have it in a chronic level in our modern society. In general, yeah. yeah. Um, our heart rate goes down, like our resting heart rate goes down. Our blood pressure comes down also when it's resting. And then what's really interesting is the heart rate variability, which is basically it's your heart's ability to go really fast and, and go back to homeostasis. Okay. Okay, so its ability to go up and down and kind of relax, that ability goes up as well. So that means that if you have an emergency situation, your heart's like pumping, right? Um, you're able to come down quicker um, based on kind of training with your pet, okay. essentially. And that's good. I mean, it's what like conditioned athletes, they're able to, heart rate goes really, really high and then they're able to bring it really down low and conserve energy. And Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that, that rebound effect is, is quicker and makes your body more efficient. Um, so the big chemicals that have to do with pets is oxytocin. The love hormone. Love hormone. Uh, o- opioids, which is... The, the fun hormone. The fun hormone. Um, um, adrenaline. The action hormone. The action hormone, but not not in a in harmful doses, mind okay. you. Okay. Um, and then serotonin, which is the happy hormone. The happy hormone. Yeah, it makes us feel okay. And I thought this was really interesting. So the fMRI, they did a, a whole bunch of of studies specific to the fMRI, and um, you're gonna hate this. So they would put little pictures of your pet, uh-huh. okay, or in whatever pet, and everybody had a variety of pets, even goldfish, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, pictures of your kids, okay. right? And they would map out your brain. So the parental areas of your brain obviously light up when you see your kids. Sure, right? It's part of our survival mechanism. It makes it so we bond to our children. We love them and we want them to survive because they are even harder than pets. They are harder than pets. But guess what lights up in the or what will make our brains light up the exact same way as seeing our kids? Charlie. Charlie, exactly. <laughs> our pets. So once we have a, a bond there, our our parental part of our brain will light up the exact same. Well, and that makes sense why people are so attached to their their pets and they say, "Oh, these are my kids." Technically, your brain says that they are your kids. Yes. Okay. So next time someone says like, these are our kids and it's their dogs, I'm not going to go, ugh. I'm going to go, yeah, okay. In your brain, you've bonded to that enough where you are a parental unit for that animal. Exactly. How long does this take? Is it different for every person? It's different for every person. So So like for me, it's going to take me... 25 years to bond to this dog. Yeah. So but when you he, when guys he dies, bonded the second we saw the picture of the dog, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, because the thing is, is that it kind of depends on the amount of oxytocin you get initially when you're bonding with the with the creature. So like women, when they give birth to babies, get huge jumps of oxytocin, that love hormone that helps you bond, right? Right. And so when we have that, when I have a motherly feeling towards Charlie, for example, I release oxytocin in my brain, which increase the bonding. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a good moment with him. Like sometimes he gets himself into some really ridiculous situations. I can still get an oxytocin bump as I'm cleaning up his muddy mess everywhere. Right. Oh, OK. It, it, it's more about the caretaking version of that. So you, you can get that even when you're cleaning up an accident or a mess or whatever. Yes. Even though you're upset, you can still get an oxytocin release. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, we're going to get higher bumps if they're being sweet. Like when he was putting his head on your lap and you're petting him, you're going to have more oxytocin there. But that creates a bonding within you and him. So you're more likely to not want to discuss getting rid of him because we're not getting rid of him. No, we're not going to get rid of him. I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to get rid of our pet like we've got our pet we have a responsibility but you will, loves him i know but you will love him at some point i i it's just i want <laughs> at one day i guarantee i will love him yes so the cool oh he's licking you right now yeah yeah that's yeah, so cute is. okay so 
very, very cool. If you are a kiddo and you have a pet, specifically one that you do things for, like you feed them, you pick up their poop, whatever, right? Um, you actually increase the connections in your frontal lobe. So all of that executive functioning, all the attention pieces, all of those really big things that we're trying to produce in children increase because you have a pet. And the the, the coolest part of this is that you take, oh my gosh, what is he doing? It's okay. Just let him, let him be. Okay, just let him go. But, but not only do you develop those when you're a kid, you keep those connections as you become an adult. So if you've had pets growing up as a kid... Even if you don't have a pet as an adult, you're more likely to have significantly more connections in your frontal lobe. It's, it's a significant amount. It's a significant amount to the point where they, they've discussed prescribing a pet to someone who is having frontal lobe attention Whoa. problems. All yes. right. That's, that's enough right there for me to say if you have children, you need a pet of some sort. And yeah. they, the kids need to take care of it. Yes. It you can't, can't be your be, pet and yeah. you do all the stuff. Like they've got to clean up after it. They've got to feed it. They've got to sew a blue velvet suit for it you know like they've got to do all this stuff (laughs) exactly all right well yeah because i mean the love the oxytocin and all of that is very important but so is all of the taking care of them frontal lobe lobe cortex pieces of it okay um and and then i was thinking is it fluffiness right is it the fluffiness no what about like snakes and stuff exactly it's not it doesn't have to do with the fluffiness it has to do with your personal preference of it and lastly painkillers your your pets produce painkillers in your body the the opioids Uh so if you are injured if you are hurt one of the best things you can do is hug cuddle play with interact with your pet oh is that why they have like therapy dogs and like hospital dogs that come Mm -hmm. in for the kids with cancer and stuff and you can pet them yep it it reduces that that pain yes pain threshold wow yeah significantly well and the and the cool thing is is that just having the pet having interacting with a pet especially right now because we're very socially isolated is by far one of the best ways to deal with social isolation. It's better than your phone. It's way better than social media. And it it, it has the equivalent benefit of a first-tier relationship, which is like our bonding, like a partnership. Like a partner or a child or something like yeah. that. So if you did go out and buy a, an animal. A this, pandemic puppy. A pandemic puppy is what they call it. <laughs> um, and you're kind of second-guessing your your decision because now they're turning into teenagers you probably mm-hmm. and they are rough when they're this age yeah. uh, just know push through it because there is a lot of benefit so many benefits so much to benefit your, to having a pets. dog and i'm glad we did because i didn't know any of this because we don't talk about the show before the show yes because we like to keep it fresh for you guys yeah. but um <laughs> uh, i didn't know this stuff and that is kind of changing my attitude of the dog so well, no, I'm not, I don't love him still. Oh, okay. Just I don't to clarify love him, that, just you don't so love you him. know. Yeah. But now I'm a little more accepting of him. Well, so. and see, just you more accepting him will release more oxytocin, which will create more bonding, which means at some point you're going to like, oh my gosh, I do love this dog. I, I guarantee in 10 years or 12 years or however long this dog lives, mm-hmm. when we put him down or he dies, I will be the one crying the hardest. Like it will, <laughs> that'll give you a guarantee because Aww. it's been such a rough start of the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the relationships that just stick the most. That's right. He has ruined a lot of your things yeah, specifically. He <laughs> yeah, he has. So like, okay, we're going to go on to the next story. I was going to tell mm-hmm. an anecdotal story, and I'm, I'm going to. Do it. I'm, ra- I'm raking leaves. I'm working hard for the family. Yes, and then the leaf blower stops working. Yeah. I, I spend like 45 minutes diagnosing the leaf blower. I just can't figure out. It's electric. Can't figure out what's going on. 
And then I'm like, forget it, I'm putting it away. So I go to put it away and I go to wrap up the power cord and only half of it returns to me. And this stupid dog ate through the power cord while it was on. Yeah. And it's like, no big deal. Okay, that was my story. I'm sorry, everybody's got a pet story. In fact, on the social medias or the emails or whatever, whatever, I don't do that stuff, but Jesse does. Send it to us. Send your pet stories. And maybe next episode, we'll like go through some of our fun favorite ones. So. I would love that. Okay. All right. But let's get into a quick coffee segment. Yes. And then let's action plan how to go to the Humane Society and buy a, a dog. <laughs> kind of. So we're really going to do? <laughs> no, I'll, t- I'll talk about ways you can get this in without necessarily getting a pet. Oh, whoa. Yeah. We could have done it without even getting a pet? <laughs> no, right. of course not. All no, right. you all need right. a pet. Here, here we go, coffee segment. <laughs> I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake but the sleepiness still comes along and when it does it's fast and strong i end up with a bad case of the shakes are you gonna tell me how monkeys get addicted to coffee oh no is there a, was there a monkey addiction coffee segment no Do but i thought that monkey pets i guess a few i think that's more... i think that's a special license i think it's a special license and i think it's like a hollywood thing like they're like oh it'd be cool to have whatever guy from friends have a pet monkey <laughs> you know what i think that uh, having a monkey would be the hardest pet to have because they have little thumbs they can get into anything oh they want. my gosh yeah like to baby proof the house would be yeah. ridiculous yeah. imagine the most difficult child you'd ever had in your life mm-hmm. and then imagine that difficult child stays at that age for their entire existence yeah so that's yeah. too much that's too much um we were going to have charlie our dog yeah do some interview coffee segment mm-hmm. but he is busy licking the wall he's licking the wall of right our now office mm-hmm. he's not the smartest dog i'm he's not gonna lie really i've seen smart. some i've seen some dogs He's not the smartest dog, but gosh darn it, he's ours. He's ours. Right? Yeah. All right. But uh, Charlie loves coffee. He does. Very and much, those yeah. of you from the APCPSC, whatever, what's it called? The ASPCA? The what? Do- the one where Sarah McLaughlin sings on her guitar and is oh, like, yeah. don't, don't torture your dog. Um, I don't, we <laughs> don't, we don't feed, <laughs> we don't feed our dog coffee and you shouldn't feed your dog coffee either. Absolutely not. No. So. Um, or the, chocolate. The vet boards and everything say, yeah, I'll go over what, what you don't feed your dog. But okay. dogs do not get coffee. It's really bad for them. Yeah. But that didn't stop. What, who is this lady? Um, I don't even know know her name. Um, Jack Gute. So <laughs> what? I don't know. That's that's her name. Jack she, Gute? She invented a dog coffee. Oh, my gosh. And she says it's it's not coffee. It's coffee-like, but caffeine-free and coffee-free. Okay. All right. So what because is it, like corn? When she's having her cappuccino, she wants her dog to have her cappuccino in their matching blue velvet suits. Oh, my so, gosh. That would be amazing. I don't know what it is, but the, it was a Kickstarter campaign in 2017. I don't think it took off, but who knows? It might have. I just didn't see it. Yeah. Guess what it's called? Puppuccino. Roofie for rough oh, and coffee. No. I don't think they thought that no. one through. So give your dog some roofie in the morning, you know? <laughs> um, All she needed is one teenage boy to be like, no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. no, we got to think this one through. So it's a wild Nordic biohack for your dog's morning routine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
Uh, I think, like I said, it's too late to to fund this Kickstarter oh, campaign, no. but I might just reach out and we might start this product just for the sheer ridiculousness of but it. But we have to keep it called Roofy. Yeah. So it has like dandelion roots in it and burdock root and carrot seeds and hawthorn seeds. It's essentially got nicer things than I put in my body, which is another pet peeve I have when people <laughs> feed their dogs nicer food than they eat. Uh-huh. Like just their dog <laughs> or like, hey, you can't, you can't do that because it's... You know, it's not the best, most efficient way to have your dog be healthy. It's like, I'm not the most efficient way to be healthy. Why am my dog going to lead a better life than me? Like, he's a dog. We'll lead the same life. We'll both he also eat... eats his poop. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, like, let's we'll just eat, narrow that down. We'll both eat garbage food and we'll both complain about not exercising enough. <laughs> so, I mean, it's no big deal. Um, but dogs, you ready? Yes. Don't feed your dog chocolate. No. Don't feed your dog cinnamon. Oh, I didn't know that one. Don't feed your dog garlic. Okay. Um, it can cause anemia in dogs oh and cinnamon can cause low blood sugar oh yeah and ice cream they don't do well with ice cream they do do or dairy most dairy products but they do have doggy ice cream i saw that at smith's the other day and it's probably just an ice like non-dairy yeah and then uh, nuts particularly salted nuts oh no kidding yep they're they're toxic to dogs some some type types of nuts are Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we got to let the kids know that. Yep. And so, and, do, and don't feed them salt because excessive salt can lead to water retention. Like it, us? Yeah, like us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't feed your dog what we shouldn't eat. Gotcha. So, anyway, go out, find your roofie, have your morning coffee <laughs> with your dog, get those oxytocin releases. You guys can talk about current events and yeah. what kind of shoes you're going to buy together. Yeah. And it, it just really get that bond going. So, is it, is it, is the roofie in a little cup? Like, is it, does it look like coffee? I don't know. There wasn't a picture of it. They had a stock image of a cappuccino with a dog on it. it oh, well, you know, that's like the little a... cappuccino art that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. These Wait, people that's are good. something we need to get into, making no. cappuccino art. We couldn't get the steeping time of our French press correct <laughs> hey, this let's, morning. Let's not get, let's For not... all those, we, we steeped it for eight minutes instead of four. Yeah. They look the same. The numbers look the same on the timer. <laughs> no. Okay. That was my mistake. I wasn't paying attention, but... I feel like I could get into cappuccino art. You know how I kind of get on these tangents where like there for a second we were going to roast our own beans? You no, know, that we weren't going to roast our own yeah. beans. You just looked up how to I roast I looked up beans. how to do it and I, I got a price list of all the things. Yep. It was way... I should just go to a coffee yeah. roaster and purchase buy your, those Buy things. your coffee beans from a coffee roaster and when you're there, kiss them on the mouth. COVID <laughs> or not. Because they are working their tail off to give you good coffee it is literally like the the most delicate little process and if you are two seconds off of that timing yeah, it is exactly so bad. all right we're here. charlie says he's done with this segment he's, he's done bumping into tables and stuff like that so let's get on to the action plan and we'll talk about why something like this that can ruin an entire podcast segment mm-hmm. is actually good for us and how to go about utilizing a pet appropriately let's hope you make the most of it my boy First off, do you already have a pet? Because if you do, you can fully utilize this pet. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Fluff Step them up, one, get a pet. Get them. No, cuddle Fluff with them. Up. Oh, okay. Go, fluff, fluff, fluff. You know, okay. when you do the, like, the little fluffy. Yeah. You can't see my hand gestures, but so, it's like. So physically interact with the dog in a lovey way. Yeah. Okay. And make sure that. If, or cat. Or, or cat, snake. Or snake. Whatever, or whatever it, is. it is. And also make sure that you are part of taking care of that pet. Even if, let's say that, I don't know. Let's say you're the dad. And you don't really want to do much for the animal because you don't like the animal. Right. It's time to start interacting with that pet. So, so this is the subtle hint to start picking up the dog poop. No, no, no. So you do already do subtle, that. You're good. Subtle little hint in front of all of our listeners. 
just that. I you got it. you actually already do that, but I need you to love him. Like give right. him cuddles and like dress him in an outfit. I Eskimo don't know. kisses the whole shebang. Yeah, the All whole right. thing. Especially now that we're not having a lot of physical human interaction. Yeah. Like handshaking's out the window. We don't handshake anymore. Which is such a bummer. We, we miss a lot. You get a little oxytocin release on handshake. We have an episode on handshaking. We do, yeah. Um, and so, so things like that, we're missing out. So maybe you can fill that void with a little bit of dog. Yeah, like if you... Uh, if you're, Yeah, and that... Or and cat or snake or whatever. It's part of that. It's part of that physical interaction with another live thing. If okay. that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, if you can't, if you don't have a pet, if you're not allowed to have a pet, whatever that is, um, make try to find something that you can do. So um, you can have neighbors that have pets. So make sure to stop and pet their dog. You can ask to take their dog for a walk. I know okay. if someone came and said, hey, can we walk Charlie? I'd be like, yeah, great. Take yeah, him. Take great. Him. Yeah, go take him In for fact, a walk. we're going out of town for a week. Yeah, Bring so, him back then. Yeah, <laughs> like you can just have him for a week. Um, and and again, animal therapies are also a very good way to utilize this. Um, therapy offices do have dogs, so you okay. can request. Usually they're specific on their website that they're an okay. animal therapy um, office. Okay. There's also things called cat cafes. Have you heard of these? No. Do they serve Rufy there? <laughs> kind of a version of it. Um, no, but you can go in. Um, now it's by appointment because of, sure. of COVID it's currently, but you go in and you essentially just play with cats. Like they have their cats. They there. have their cats. These are the, the business cats. And you go in and you play with cats. Mm-hmm. I might actually have to try that one out. It's pretty cool. And and it, what's neat is that like all the bad parts of having a cat, like cat litter and all that business is in another room. So the cats have this like little door. <laughs> That they can walk in and out of. And all they, the like scratching posts and chairs and all that stuff. Yeah. And well, and they, yeah. So they walk through their little door. They come and visit with you. Um, you can give them treats. It's all kinds of stuff. Right. right. And then if they're tired of you, cause cats are, you know, Fickle. finicky. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, they can walk right through that door so they can be left alone. And that is amazing. Isn't that cool? It's like the, it's all the best parts of having a cat. And then you just going to leave it there. That is amazing. Cat cafes. Cat cafes. Do they have them all over. Um, there's a, I think there's two in Salt Lake. I don't think there's any here in Utah County. There might be one in St. George. But like, like the we East have, Coast. We have, we, have, we have nationwide listeners. We so do, like, yeah. Are they all over the, the nation? Yeah, yeah, East Coast, a little more popular. There's, I mean, if, you, if you're if you in England, if you're in New Zealand, um, look it up. Just, just put Cat just Cafe in look, there. Look up your Cat yeah. Cafe. Okay. Yeah, so there's some that have like the specific name of Cat Cafe and then others be like, come eat with your cat. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's like going to the Humane Society and ask to walk the dogs or play the dogs, but yes. a little fancier. Yeah. With cats. Yeah. You, you go and you have like your coffee and then oh, you pet a cat. Like and that's that leads me to the next one. Go to the Humane Society. Go to Best Friends. Um, there's lots of different organizations, um, state run and otherwise, um, where you can go and you could just hang out with the animals. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll, you'll ask just be like, can I, can I go see some animals or yeah. even can I walk an animal? Yeah. And then you can pet and play with it. It's- now, sometimes I know they have you go through like a little mini course thing. It's like an hour video saying like, Hey, make sure you don't do A, B and C. Sure. Um, but, and you just leave your driver's license typically or your car keys. So they don't think you're just like Stealing running with dog. the dog, um, which makes me sad because that means someone down the line did that. But yeah, go. <laughs> they should want to pay the adoption fee, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, which is you know, which is what how they stay in business and able is, to provide homes, shelters for yeah, these animals. Yeah, exactly. So go take them on a walk. They usually have like cool little doggy runs, so you can okay. throw the ball for a little bit. Kitty cats, you can just go in the little kitty cat run thing okay. and hang out with them. It's it's just a nice way to do that. And also because we're getting close to the holiday season, this is the time that the the various humane societies best friends. Um, really like donations. Okay. And so the process, what's really cool is the process of gathering those 
products together, cat litter, newspapers, all of those things that they have on their donations list also attribute to uh, oxytocin release. So even if you're not necessarily, it's not obviously not as much as like petting your pet necessarily or hugging your relative. But if you go out and make a donation to something like that, you do get an oxytocin release. But even gathering it. Like, oh. like you put it together. Like if I, if I put a box in our living room and every time I thought about it, I went and got a couple of cans of cat food and I put it in there, I get a little oxytocin, but I'm like, okay. oh yeah, I am. I'm awesome. Um, and then the, the cool process is taking it in and then being able to play with the animals then as well. Okay. So, so I highly, highly, highly recommend that. And then if it is a possibility, consider a pet and I don't mean go get yourself a dog. Um, cause dogs, cats, kind of those bigger animals are, um, a long time period. It's a big commitment. Yeah. It's a lot of work and it does change your life. Yes. Like Our... we had a cat, you know, we could have, we could leave for a week mm-hmm. and then just have someone kind of check in on the cat because they're pretty self-sustaining in that aspect. And she's an indoor outdoor cat, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's not a big deal. The dog, we can't do that. We have to board the dog if we yes. want to go on vacation or take the dog with us on vacation. Yes. So your life does change. If you live in an apartment, mm-hmm. you know, it could be really, really hard to have a bigger, larger animal mm-hmm. that needs to go outside because that's a lot of time commitment. And that's when you're kind of like your, your cons start out, you know, outweighing your pros. Yeah. Your cortisol goes up and you have less benefit. Yep. Well, and consider it in all seasons because that is one thing I don't think we really did with Charlie. When we got a spring puppy. Like, when we got a spring puppy. Like everybody else. And you know what? I, I have to say getting the puppy in spring was, was best case scenario because when I had to go out at two o'clock in the morning and take him outside. It was warm. It was nice. It was, right. I would be outside. That'd be fine. Um, but now if I, if I got a puppy right now, I would have a really difficult time going outside and then I would be very, very resentful. Okay. So, but knowing yourself, maybe you're cool with winter and you're fine with it and it's no big deal. So do a little thought experiment of owning that pet through the lifespan of the pet, through the Mm -hmm. seasons, Mm -hmm. your living arrangements, your, your lifestyle. And if you're like always up and about, can you bring that, that animal with you? And if you can't. Maybe that's not the best animal. Yeah, it's okay. can, there's all kinds of really cool quizzes online that you can take about what pet should you get. Um, but also, like, you want the pet to have a good life. So if, like, a cat stays home, if you don't want to take a pet rock climbing with you, if you're a big rock climber, then maybe a, a big dog that needs a lot of exercise maybe isn't your thing because you don't want to take him rock climbing with you. Um, but maybe you're a runner. And a dog fits in perfect for that. Okay. So, so I think being very, very considerate of what what you're going to be doing with this pet, how that this pet would fit in. Can you put in a dog door? That was one of our things. You literally drilled into our house to put a dog door in. That because we have glass doors, and so I needed to put it in yeah. the house. So little things like that you got to consider. All the things. Are you going to pick up poop? Right. Are you okay with cat litter? Like all all of those different things. And maybe it comes down to a goldfish tube. And that's awesome. I want to get a goldfish too. Right. Okay. From ceiling to floor. Right. I want a big one. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, so it doesn't have to be dog cat. Uh-uh. It doesn't have to be. So remember that it could be a fish. It could be a fish. And it could be attached to that fish if, yep. if you interact. really do love that fish. Yep. You interact. You talk to it. You guys have a bond. Great. That, okay. is, that is it. Okay. Cool. cool. huh? So there's your action plan. So there's some options if you don't have a pet. Mm-hmm. There's some, some things to do if you do have a pet. Yes. And if you're considering having a pet, make sure you... 
you know, do a little action plan, you know, to make sure that you get the pet that fits your life best. So you mm-hmm. don't have that chronic cortisol level. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And, and always try to make that pet combat that cortisol level. Cause that's not fair to the pet either. No, it's so, not. So anyway, so that's what we do. That's what we do for pets. Yeah. And we love them. And, and we love our pets. And we dress them up in little outfits. And it's, it's incredible, but I did not realize the amount of, of good hormones um, for our kids. Yes. So if you have kids, I, I really think just from the research stating, it's very beneficial for them to have a pet. So mm-hmm. if already kind of sat like like tied to your house because of school or whatever it is, a pet might be a good addition for those little frontal cortex brain connections, which are incredibly important mm-hmm. for their processing when they're older. So, Absolutely. And so there you go. So maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's too late for you, but not too late for your kids. Exactly. All right. Aww. So that's how you do it. You go out there, you find yourself a nice cuddly pet, get those oxytocins up, and... Build a better you. All right, thanks, guys.